Um, I was raised by a father who, um, he was a man's man. He, uh, he plowed a mule up to the year 2000. He believed in gardening. He, um, he believed in work. You didn't get something just because you thought you should. He didn't believe in entitlement. You work for what you got. Amen. You're looking at a man today who is standing before you who never got a spanking. I got whoopings. My daddy didn't believe in spanking. He whooped. And he whooped bad. And he didn't whip me that much, but when he got me, he'd get me for six months before and six months after. Because he knew. But I, I can tell you this, and, and I still was mischievous and got into things that I shouldn't. But I thought long and hard before I did it because I knew that if I got caught, there was going to be consequences. The problem today with children today is there's no consequences. Anybody can stand in a corner for five minutes. But when your backside's warmed up, you think about what you do before you do it. Amen? Hallelujah. So uh, I believe that today, the role of a father, it's easy, it's easy to have children. It's another thing to be a father. A father will love his children. A father will spend time with his children. Amen? Hallelujah. I want to I talk to you because I got some statistics today. And I want to read these to you. 23.6% of U.S. children, that's 17.4 million, lived in a father-absent homes in 2014. 17.4 million father-absent homes. That's, this was in 2014. Listen to this. A study of 1,397,801 infants in Florida evaluated how a lack of of father involvement impacts infant death. A lack of father involvement was linked to earlier births as well as lower birth weights. Researchers also found that the father absence increases the risk of infant death and that the death rate for infants within the first 28 days of life is four times higher for those was at with absent fathers than those with involved fathers. 63% of youth suicides are from fatherless homes. Ninety percent of all homeless runaway children are from fatherless homes. Eighty-five percent of all children who show behavior disorder come from fatherless homes. 
80% of rapes, rapists with anger problems come from fatherless homes. 71% of all high school dropouts come from fatherless homes. This is a father factor education. Fatherless children are twice as likely to drop out of school. Children with fathers who are involved, listen to this, are 40% less likely to repeat a grade in school. Children with fathers who are involved are 70% less likely to drop out of school. Children with fathers who are involved are more likely to get A's in school. Children with fathers who are involved are more likely to enjoy school and engage in extracurricular activities. The research, researchers at Columbia University found that children living in two-parent households with poor relationships with their father is 68% more likely to smoke, drink, use drugs compared to all teens when two-parent household, teens in single-mother households are at, 30, are at a 30% higher risk than those in two-parent households. It's important for a father to have a role in his child's life. It's not enough for you just to be called daddy. God's looking for some men who will rise up and be men who will bring correction to their children who will show them the way, who will live a life before them, who will, who will take time with them. 75% of all adolescent patients in chemical abuse centers come from fatherless homes. 70% of youth in state-operated institutions come from fatherless homes. 85% of all youth in prison come from fatherless homes. Homes. Now tell me that it's not a reason to have a father. There needs to be a father involved in the home. And one of the greatest crises in America is uh, the, the home, the, the family. The enemy is doing everything he can to try to destroy the family unit. He's trying to get it away. Uh, you see sitcoms and, and different things that come on TV and we laugh and we, and we talk about it, but they make the man look stupid. They make the father, they try to make the father look stupid when the father's role is proven that if a man is in the house that the family operates better. Why? Because God designed it that way and God is looking for some men. He's looking for some men who will be fathers to their children. He's looking for some men who will bring reproof and rebuke to their children. He's looking for some men who will live the life out before their children and walk in the power and the might of the Spirit of God who will not be slanders to say, who will not be scared to say to their children when their children says, well, everybody's doing it this way. Well, you say, well, you don't belong to everybody else. You belong to me. And as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. My children used to come, come to me from school and they would tell me all the things that they'd done at school that day and all the friends that they had met and they wanted to go sleep over. Everybody was going over to so-and-so's house and sleep over at their house. But I would tell them this. I would say, well, just guess what? I don't know so-and-so and until I get to know so-and-so, you don't get to go over to their house. 
You are the protector of your home. I used to tell my children all the time, if you want privacy in, the, in my house, then you need to get a mortgage. You want privacy? Get a mortgage. Pay for your own home. Because as long as I'm paying for this house, I'm going to go into any room that I want to. I'll go through your drawers. I'll check your notes. I'll read your notes. I'm going through everything. I'm on un- You're going to give me the code to your phone because I'm going to read everything that you're getting on your phone. I'm going to know what you're doing. Come on now. That's just parenting. That's being a father. Why? Because I didn't want my children to grow up and to err and to get into stuff that they didn't need to. If you know more about your children, then you know what they was getting into. I can say this about my children, and I'm glad because God had given me, God gave me grace and give me good children. My daughters, both of my daughters, they dated one guy and they married that guy. They never dated nobody else. And God knew that I needed that because it wouldn't have been good. Because I've, you know, I thought I thought about some guy, you know, knocking on my door and saying, "I'm here for your daughter." No, you are not here for my daughter. You are not. That is that for me? No, that was not for you. That is not for you. But we need some men. God is looking for some men to be fathers. And not only that, we need some spiritual fathers to be raised up in the church. Some men that can, can, can that, that younger men can look at and pattern their lives after because they see them walking in godliness and the power of the Spirit of God. Amen? See, the, the Word of God is for reproof and rebuke. That what uh, Paul said to Timothy? You see, it amazes me. We, we get all excited when we get a good word from the pastor. But when he brings correction, it's just his opinion. <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> Ephesians 6, 4, And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. And admonition, this is, this is what admonition means. Admonition is warning or criticism about someone's behavior. We need to warn our children about their behavior. You can't do what you want to do and go to heaven. See, in today's society, in today's, in today's world... You go to a ball field, after everybody gets through at the end of the year playing ball, everybody gets a trophy. But everybody's not going to get a crown. You're not going to get a tro- you're not going to get a, a, a crown just because you went to church. You're not going to get a crown just because mom and daddy was involved in church. You're not going to get a crown just because. You're going to get a crown when you walk in righteousness, when you've had the blood of Jesus applied to your life, when you walk in godliness, when you walk in righteousness, when you walk in holiness. That is when we're going to receive a crown. Psalm 78 and verse 5 through 7, it says, For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children. 
God intended for us to raise up our children in such a way that they would know what God has brought us out of. A lot of times we don't share our testimonies. Our children need to know that what God has brought us out of. Why? And they need to see that God, that we're trusting in God with everything that we have because when they find themselves in a situation that it seems that they cannot get out of, then they can have a hope of knowing that if God brought daddy through it, God will bring me through it. If it was good enough for daddy, it's good enough for me and I'm going to stand firm. I've seen it too many times. I've seen my mama. We was on our way to church one time and my mama told, looked at my daddy and she said, she said, if we pay our tithes this week, we don't have enough to pay the light bill. Daddy said, you pay the tithes. God will take care of the rest. And my daddy paid his tithes. Our lights never went out. We never lost power. We've always had enough. God has always provided for us and I'm here to tell somebody today that you need to know that you're connected to a God that you know that cannot fail, that will see you through every situation, every problem that you face. He is a God that will see you through. He will make a way where there seems to be no way. He don't take you to the edge of a promise and keep you from getting there, but he takes you all the way in it. And we need some fathers. Why are our children so uh, so out of disorders today and, and so uh, scattered today? It's because they don't have a father in their life. And speaking to them and seeing them walk and, 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 and I praise God and, and I know listen to me I'm not saying this about everybody because I know that we have some good fathers in this house I know that we got some people who are walking the narrow way I know that but we need some more we need some more men who are rising up it's not right for the woman to have to take the man's place in the household it's time for men to be leaders it's time for us to be priests it's time for us to be fathers it's time for us to be the men of God that he's called us to be to have the anointing that he has called us to be and to see the power and the demonstration of God working in our lives it's time for us to be fathers I had one fear when I was raising my children that I would fail them and I kept that constant before me. I said, I want them to see a daddy who, has a, who is a godly man. Who walks in godliness. I don't want them to have an excuse or to be able to point their finger at me. And say that I never told them. That I never led them in the right direction. I made up my mind as a young father. When my children were first born, I was going to make church a fun place. They would enjoy coming to church. Because I wouldn't gripe and complain about having to get up and go to church. We made it fun to get up and go to church. We'd get up on Sunday mornings and we'd put our praise and worship on. And we'd begin to worship the Lord and we'd begin to sing and dance. We wasn't waiting to get to church for the church music to start up. We already had our praise on when we come into the church house. We was already worshiping. We was already praising. And my children, we sat on the front row. I sat on the front row with two infant children. 
and they never give us any problem. We never had to take them out for anything unless they were sick or something. But I'm telling you that God will do the same thing for you. And it's time for fathers, it's time for mothers to rise up in the household. It's time for us to be examples to our household. Our God has given us the ability. He's given us as fathers the ability to raise greatness in our homes. He's given us the honor to do that. You're not just raising children, you're raising greatness. You have the opportunity to pour into their lives. And I'm telling you, it's gone like that. You need to take that time to bring correction to them. It's up to you to set boundaries for them. I think about that all the time as Nehemiah built the wall. He was building a boundary to bring protection. Listen, boundaries are good for protecting. It's not just keep out. It'll keep you from things too. And it's important that we have boundaries and that we don't cross those boundaries. And, and if we do cross those boundaries, if your children do cross those boundaries, there's consequences. My children knew that if they had, if they was going to have cell phones, there was going to be a responsibility with that cell phone because if they was caught, if, if there was anything found on that phone, I didn't have mine. I didn't have problem going and getting a 799 hammer and busting that thing all to pieces. Amen. If you're going to have one, then you need to understand there's consequences with what you do on that. Parents, don't you let your children lock you out of their phone. If you can't get into it with a code, get into it with a hammer. And that way they don't have no phone. And you ain't got to worry about who they're talking to. I never went to, listen to me, I never went to a door, my daughter's door, and knocked on it that I couldn't go in unless she was, now, if she was, I didn't just go and barge in. I always knock on the door, but she knew to open that door because if she didn't, I would take the door off the hinges, remove the door, put it underneath my bed or something. Why? Because I intended on raising my children. They wasn't going to keep any secrets from me. Hmm? We're an open book. We're gonna, I'm going to know what they're into. It amazes me today how many children get in so many problems and their parents say, well, I had no idea. 
Get involved. Get up in their business. Get in their face. Let them know there's going to be consequences instead of just a time out. My time out with my daddy was not good. He could tip his hat to me and I just lost everything. Because I knew he was upset when he, when he moved his hat up and down. I knew something was about to go down. And my daddy, never, my daddy never promised me a whipping that I didn't get. He didn't tell me he was going to do something and then get home and not do it. I could go home and go to McDonald's. Listen to me. I would get in trouble in McDonald's and he would promise me a whipping and my behind would tingle all the way home because I knew something was going to take place. When I got home, it was going to be hurting. And I mean, I started aching before he started whipping because I knew it was going to be bad. And my daddy had a strike zone. He aimed for the behind. But if you went to jumping and flopping, you might get it just about anywhere. Well, I learned to stand still quick and just take it. I did cry because I didn't, I just don't see doing that without crying because he hurt me. And he never told me one time that it hurt him more than it did me because he knew it was hurting me more than it did him. And when my girls would get in trouble, my wife would get so upset because she, she could say things to them and say things to them and have to tell them over and over and over again. And I could say one word to them and they'd fall apart, start crying. But I never spanked. I, I never, now I, I probably did spank our girls. I didn't whip them. I didn't whoop them. I got whoopings. But I never spanked them one time that I didn't get them up in my lap and hold them and tell them the reason that I was doing it. And that there was consequences to wrongdoing. And I always let them know that I love them. And I will incur, I will say this, don't whip your children mad. You do it out of love, and you do it bringing correction to them. You love your children. Watch over your children. A man, a father who loves his children will correct them. And I believe this with all of my heart. A lot of fathers are going to have to give an account for belling their children out of situations that you prayed them into. You ask God to do anything that he could to save their soul. And when he got them in a situation, you bailed them out. You listening to me? Let God work on them. God will bring them out. 
If you want to see a good example of somebody who would not bring correction to their children and the, and the, and the results it brought on them, go back and read 1 Samuel. Eli would not correct his children. They were defiling the temple. He would not bring correction to them. They went out. They were supposed to be keeping the lamp burning. They were supposed to be taking care of the temple. They were robbing people. When they come into the house of God to, to offer sacrifice, they were robbing the people. They were taken from them. And when they went out to war, they went out to war with the Ark of the Covenant on their shoulders, not even realizing that God was not with them. And Hophni and Phinehas got killed. Because though they had something that seemed like the presence, the presence was not there. Another example of someone who did raise his children, right, is one who was, you read in the 15th chapter of Luke, is called, uh, we call it the, the story of the prodigal son. This is a story of a father who, whose son asked him all that come to him. He asked him of his inheritance before his father passed away. And his father went away, his son went away to a far country. And the father never went after him. Go back and read that story. He never went after his son. Why? Because he knew the word of the Lord. What does the word of the Lord say? It says this. It says, if you, bring up in a, if you bring up a child in the way they should go, when they are old, they will not depart from it. The word of the Lord will be fulfilled. Now, I'm not talking about just bringing your children to church. I'm talking about living the life in front of them. Seven days a week. I'm talking about bringing correction, bringing reproof, bringing rebuke. Raising them up in the way that they should go. Because the prodigal son's father did not go after him. The prodigal son's father went into town, had a new robe made, had a new ring made, had new shoes made. He had all this preparation for his son to come home because he knew that according to the word of the Lord, his son was going to come home. And when you raise your children in a way, they may go off for a little while, but you can rest assured one thing. Though they may be in the pig pen today, honey, they will come to their senses and they will rise up and go back to the father's house. Father didn't go after him. He just waited for him because he knew he was coming. He just kept looking down the road. Some of you just need to keep looking down the road. They're coming. It may not be today. It may not be tomorrow. But you can rest assured, if you've raised them up in the way that they should go, that the word of the Lord might be fulfilled, you will see things happen and change. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's all stand. Psalm 78, 5 through 7, I read the first part. It says, for, his, for he established the testimony of Jacob and appointed the law of Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them 
known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, the children who would be born, that they would, may arise and declare to them and to their children, that they may see, set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep His commandments. One of the greatest or worst things we could do is not to share our testimony with our children and let them see the goodness of God working in our lives. There's nothing wrong with you letting your children know the deliverance that God has brought you out of. I don't think that we should focus on the past, but they need to know that we serve a God that delivered us so that when they're facing hard times, they have a testimony of knowing how God brought us out and they can have a hope of knowing that God will bring them out. Amen. Fathers, we have a lot of work cut out for us as natural fathers, as spiritual fathers. There's nothing as a father you're to be a protector a lot of times people are worried about Hollywood infecting their home Hollywood can't hurt your home unless you let things of Hollywood that don't need to be in your home in your home As fathers, there's certain things that we don't need in our house. And there's things that we need in our house. Your children, as fathers, your children need to hear you praying. They don't need to just hear about you praying. They need to hear you praying. There needs to be time that they, times that they hear you pray. There needs to be boundaries that you set that you don't cross. Whether other people do it or not, you need to have boundaries. It's your role to be a godly Man, it's your role to be the priest of the home. To allow the Spirit of God to move in and through your life. And fathers, you need to take as much time as you can with your children. 
you need to hug them and you need to let them know that you love them. I know that some men, they just say, well, that's just not my style. I just don't say that. You need to say it. You need to not only say it, you need to express it. You need to let your children know that you love them and that you care for them. Because I'm telling you, you're going to blink your eye one day and they're going to be gone. There's not one thing that I regret about raising my daughters except this one thing. That I still don't have them with me in my home. I love them. I love them with everything that I have. And my girls know that they call me day or night. And if they say, Daddy, I need you. I'd be there. And you need to be there for your children too. Because no matter what, listen to me. It's God first in every aspect of our lives. But your family should be second. You listening to me? You put God first your family, then your church. Amen? If you're here today and you need to renew your relationship with the Lord as a father or mother, I want you to come. Your, your role is very vital. One of the greatest things that we can do is, be a, is to be a father or mother. A godly mother and father. Hmm? To share the gospel of Jesus Christ with our children. To see them raised in a godly home. To let them see the testimonies of what God has done in our lives and through our lives. Everyone who will, I want you to come. We're going to pray.